there. You're listening to the Girl Talk Podcast. My name is Carol. Hey, I'm Trisha. And I'm Kelly. And we're glad to have you around the table today. We've been saving a seat for you. And today we're going to hit the rewind button and go back to the past. Not really. We're not. We're going to talk about how to make peace with your past. Um, I remember a conversation coming up with a friend of mine and she kept going back to the things that she had done in her past, the mistakes she had made and the failures she felt like um, that she had had um, had in her past. And she just really couldn't get um, moved beyond those things. And we started having a conversation. I thought this would be a great thing for us to talk about because although I think our past shapes us into the person that we are today it doesn't have to define us so let's dive into that um we all come from different backgrounds and different lifestyles and different um places but the common thing is jesus and i think that's where we have to start with our story is when he um intervenes um everything becomes new at that point and if you start there you know it's really um making peace with your past is just refusing to let the devil throw that up in your face. Right. Right. Well, you think about all the um, great Bible characters that we've talked about and heard about for years and years and years and how ugly so many of their past were. I mean, Paul <laughs> killed Christians. Mm -hmm. Noah was a drunk. Rahab was a prostitute mm -hmm. and the disciples denied Christ. They fell asleep when they needed, when he needed them most. They uh, ran away and hid, but yet God still redeemed them and used them in major ways, major ways that we're still talking about 2,000 years later, uh, 4,000 years later in some cases. Surely God can use me even though I've got stuff and junk in my past, and I'm redeemed. Yeah, I think about my past and yeah, there's like a, a part of me that wants to feel badly about it. And I made some really poor choices. Honestly, I made some really poor choices and I didn't have really an excuse to, I was raised in a Christian home and I just kind of went off the rails. There was a period of time and making really bad choices. And sometimes I think back on that and it just makes me so much more grateful for God's forgiveness. Mm. So much for so much more grateful for Jesus dying for me. And I know that I'm growing in my relationship with Christ when I get floored by how bad my choices were and how wonderful Jesus is for dying for me even then. And mm. I don't know if you know that you, you know the song um There was Jesus and the song Rescue Story both from Zach Williams. I love this guy because I think he made some bad choices. Hmm. I think he's talked about that, but in his songs, he's like, I was walking through the, you know, the desert. I was making bad choices and Jesus was there and look how he rescued me. And I, I hear those songs and I think about times when I lived in New York city. And I mean, I was lost girls. I had a faith, but I was making terrible choices and I was lost. And I, I think, how did I, how did I get out of there? How did I not even die there? Like, I think choices I made walking late at night by myself, just things that I made that were bad ideas and people I was with that could have, that could have ended in, in my death or something. And God rescued me. Mm. And 
it was my past that makes me so grateful for my future mm. because, because of Jesus. And I know I'm growing closer when I just stop and I cry and I thank God for, for saving me. And I mean, it's just amazing to me how, how Jesus saves us. And I, I love those songs because they remind me even in the darkest moments when I was walking and I was absolutely, my eyes were blinded. Jesus was there protecting me. I think about dark nights on the streets of New York city and maybe I had been drinking and I had been with the wrong people and I was walking down these streets and I could have been killed. I could have been robbed at terrible things. And I know he was there protecting me. I almost imagine him just shielding me from, from bad characters, you know, mm -hmm. and I just so grateful, so grateful that he redeemed my past. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> I went off a little crazy. No, I'm glad You're you did. Your story, Tricia, is very powerful, um, but I think in so many ways, that story is the same for so many of us, mm. that we've all got that season of rebellion in our lives, or at least most of us have. I mean, I have, a, I have the same kind of story. Mine wasn't in New York City, and it didn't involve, you know, potential muggings and things like that, but there is a season in my life where I turned away from God and I chose myself and I chose my sin and I chose my worldly pleasures over him. And I, like you was raised in the church and knew better and knew that God loved me. And there was even times, if I'm truly honest, where I said, Oh, God's going to forgive me mm. for all of this rebellion, because that's what God does. God's a forgiving God. And I'll have this little season of fun and then we'll get to the other side of it. And it, it, it is, it's, it's, it's hurtful. Mm. It well, I know for me, um, I, I did those same things. You know, I went through my season of rebellion, but probably, you know, when my life fell apart, um, gosh, I guess 11 years ago now, um, I thought, I, in fact, I had a family member who said to me, you know, when you went through your divorce, I thought that would be the end of this Jesus thing for you. And uh, I said, I think it's just the beginning. And it has been, you know, I, I lived with this idea in my mind for most of my life before that, that I had to live a perfect life in order for Jesus to love me. Mm -hmm. And then when life fell apart, I came face to face with the question of, is every bit of what I say I believe true? Mm -hmm. Or is it all the biggest lie I've ever fallen for in my life? Because mm -hmm. it's one of the two. And right now I'm going to be making a decision on whether it's true or not. And I'm going to stick to it and I'm going to hang on to it with everything I got or I'm giving up, you know, um, I of course clung to the promises of God because that's all I had left and found that in the brokenness of my life is where God has raised up the most opportunity to minister. Amen. And I, you know, I, I don't know where, nobody ever told me that, but somehow I got that idea in my mind that, you know, Christians are all perfect people and that when anything broken happens in your journey or in your life, that, that, oh my goodness, you can't, you know, be a good Christian then, you know, and, and I, I don't know where I got that idea, but I did. And, and so I thought when my life fell apart, I like, this is it. And there was a small but very vocal group of people who at that point in, in my life of, you know, working here at the Light FM, uh, who thought I should step down from my position. And I have to tell you that I agreed with them because I did not want to be a blemish 
on the ministry of the Billy Graham Association. But I will tell you that in some of the, in some of the darkest moments, I saw Jesus in such a new way. Um, and Trisha, I think you're right. You never really can. I don't think you can appreciate the grace of God until you've totally just messed up so bad mm-hmm. that there's no way you can put the pieces back together. And he comes in and makes it new. He doesn't put it back together and fix it, mm-hmm. but he gives you something new. Yeah. Uh, I, I picture- I'm drying tears with a dish towel. That's real life right here. <laughs> You know, it, makes, it makes me picture a broken jar and right. how when you put a candle inside a broken jar the light comes out from all around but if that jar is whole there's no light coming out mm. it's got to have those broken pieces and the light shines best through those broken pieces so carol i'm so so grateful personally that you didn't step down from your role when you were going through that brokenness because your brokenness has helped me and helped so mm. many other people mm-hmm. understand their own brokenness and shine their light of Christ through their broken pieces. It is the very parts of us that are broken that speak to other broken people. Right. And it takes the, the bravery to open your mouth and admit you're not perfect and you messed up or, or things have happened to you that, that have not been good. It takes that, that humility and the, the bravery at the same time to do that. And that's what you've done. And then you think about all the different people that have been touched by what happened to you. And Kelly, you've also shared things in your life. So when, when, we, when we're open about that, God draws people to you. But you have to, you have to admit it. You have to open your mouth about it. And that does take that humility, but good night. Think about how many people have been, been built up by you sharing your story. It's amazing. And, you know, and here's the thing. I think there's a tendency in at least the Christian circles that I've been a part of is to hide the mistakes, to hide yeah. the, to, to put that away and to act like it didn't happen, to paint over it. Um, there is a tendency to not bring your junk and lay it out on the table. Um, at least I grew up that way, feeling that way. Um, but I think the, the thing that drives us toward Jesus is the fact that we're all broken And Mm -hmm. I go back to this verse and I just, you know, I don't want to be a crying mess, but um, 2 Corinthians 4, 7, I think just sums it up beautifully. It says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. So I can honestly say that before my life kind of fell apart into a million pieces, um, that the power was coming from me. (laughs) you know I mean I was doing it in my own power but but when life fell apart and I went back to the the things that I had said I believed I was like you know what 
either this is true or it's not. And it, right now I'm going to find out if it's true or not. I don't know why we learn that way either. I'm not sure. That's one of the questions I want to ask God when I get to heaven, like, why can we only learn through pain? Like, <laughs> could we yeah. not, you know, learn through, you know, sunshine or joy, you know, but we don't learn there. We it's, it's typically through pain where we, or at least for me, I don't know about you for y'all, but I learn the most when I'm, I'm in the depths of it and, and really struggling to keep my head above water. That's when I see God reach down and set my feet on a solid rock and, and keep those promises to me because I don't, I don't draw on them as much in the times where I'm not, you know, going through some kind of brokenness in my life. But I think we have to be careful because then we can make brokenness an idol in our lives and our past an idol. And, and we're talking about moving past your past. And, and making peace with your past. And I think the, the key to that is understanding what you've been given. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the, the scripture says, 2 Corinthians says, he makes all things new. You know, nobody wants, of course, this is more popular now than it used to be, but nobody wants to be re-gifted. <laughs> all right. If you, have a, if you have an opportunity to get a new gift or a gently used gift, Chances are you're going to choose the new gift, right? Because it's never, never, what's that? What'd you say, Kelly? Yeah, more than likely. <laughs> more than likely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nothing gets goodwill because I shop there often, but, but we all want new, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and God doesn't just, because I think sometimes we just want God to fix it. We don't want new because new comes at a higher price than, than fixing it. You know what I'm saying? Does yeah. that make sense? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. I think one of the ways of doing that is reframing your Mm. past. And I attended an evangelism workshop one time that talked about the moment, the moment you knew you needed God so desperately. Mm. So that's a, a moment from your past, a moment when you were broken, a moment when you knew you needed God. That can be how you explain to someone else the power of Jesus Christ in your life. So it takes that moment of your, your past and makes it everything to share faith with. For Mm -hmm. example, I remember there was a time I was working in New York city. I had a double shift. I was working as a waitress. I hated it. I hated every minute of it. I was so horrified by that job. It was so stressful and terrible. I started smoking. (laughs) I was like trying anything I could do to take away some of the stress. So here I am. I'm a girl from Tennessee. I didn't do it. Just walking down the street, trying to light a cigarette. I couldn't even do it. (laughs) Going to this job. I hated it. Everything was wrong. Everything was bad. Didn't have faith. Didn't have joy. And I'm walking across the street and this cab driver comes right in front of me, almost hits me. All of the anger about my life, all of the pain that I was experiencing just revved up inside of me. I took my hand, I whacked the top of that, that taxi cab, and I told him he was number one <laughs> in a wrong way. And I, at the, it was that moment that I was like, who have I become? This isn't me. This isn't who I was raised to be. I knew everything was wrong about that moment. And that was the moment God started to rebuild me. And I was asked to speak to a group of of girls who were struggling about my faith. And I used that moment to describe to them 
the anger and the frustration. And I could see in their faces, they understood the anger. They understood the emptiness and the frustration. And God used that moment from my past to tell them about his future. And so making peace with your past by seeing how God can use it in, in that one moment, that was so powerful to me. And it took that terrible experience and made it something to thank God for. Hmm. You know, one of the other things I think we have a tendency to do is to think that we screwed up something in our past and all of a sudden got off of God's plan for our lives. Mm. Because we screwed something up um, because we zigged when we should have zagged. We <laughs> screwed something up and God can't redeem that. And, you know, if God is sovereign and this, all of this comes from a book that I read recently, if God is sovereign, then he, there is the, the plan B is a myth. There's no such thing as plan B. We are in God's plan for our lives. And so Tricia, even that moment where you hit that cab was part of God's plan for you and part of God's plan for your life and your testimony and your turning your life back to him. He knew it was going to happen before it ever happened. And it's still part of plan A. We didn't, you didn't screw anything up. We didn't screw anything up in our past. God's so bigger. Yeah. yeah. God's yeah. bigger. So yes. um, somebody asked, <laughs> somebody asked me, um, and I, y'all, can I, can I be dead level honest here? Please. Yeah, right. please. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell you, I, this is a true story. So I got invited to go to a Beth Moore conference when life was starting to crumble in, 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 for me. And I did not want to go. Love Beth Moore, love to hear her teach the Bible. I've done a lot of her studies. But anyway, so I did not want to go, Okay. And it was a rather small Beth Moore event. I went and the first night, I mean, I was, I did not want to be there. You know, like I, my hands, arms are falls. Like I said, I'm just going to roll my eyes the whole time. I was so unhappy being there. Okay. Just acting like a spoiled brat. And uh, the first night she asked um, three questions. Let me see if I can remember them. She asked, um, why are you here? why are you here is the only one I remember anyway she asked three questions and I was brutally honest she asked us to write them on a sheet of paper and hand them in and I was brutally honest and I said I'm tired of playing church I'm tired of this whole mess I'm tired of everybody here pretending like their life's good I'm just tired of it all okay so I turned it I was like she's not gonna read these she is not gonna read these so I pitch a fit all night get up the next morning, went to the first session and she starts out the session. I actually have audio of this. I bought audio from the whole weekend just so I could have this moment. She starts the whole, the, the first session where she was like, I got this one um, right in that y'all, y'all submitted last night. And she's like, I just can't get it off my mind. And she read out loud my fit pitching on the piece of paper. Beth Moore shared your fit pitching. Beth Moore like put voice to my fit pitching right there in the conference y'all I if the if the earth could have opened up and swallowed me right then and there oh my word I know my face was 12 levels red you were pointing so, to the girl beside you I was so embarrassed because of what I had written on that piece of paper because she read the whole thing out loud 
She didn't say Carol Davis though, did she? Please tell no, me she didn't call no, you out. We didn't, we didn't put our, no, we didn't put our names on yeah. them. She read it out loud <laughs> and she was like, I'm tired of all this too. And I was like, and it was in that moment, like, because I was so tired of being lost in the God so loved the world. I think we can get that lost in there thinking that we've messed up so bad that God is only going to love us because he said he so loved the world and we're in the world. And so he got us thrown in, <laughs> you know, uh, and I think there are some of us who feel like we fall into that category. Like, well, you had to, because you already said it. So here's what you got, you know, but it was at that moment that I felt seen. I felt like, Ooh, God is calling me on the carpet about things and about honesty and about so many different things. And it was that, you know, that was at the very beginning when life started to fall apart. So all along the way, there were those road signs, like I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, you know? And I think we, it's, it's like you said, Tricia, the power of what, what God has redeemed overwhelms you and puts your past into perspective. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to share that, like really honest. Now people are like, what conference was it? Was I there? No, <laughs> I'm glad you did. And I'm glad to hear that she said the same thing because the more honest we are, the more we're gonna get, the more God's able to heal us. Who mm -hmm. will get glory from us pretending? Us. yeah yeah and us. it's never enough and it's it, it, that will never fill your cup right and it's temporary so true. yeah yeah so true that the francesca battistelli song if we're honest go yeah. listen. if you haven't heard it go listen to it because it's if we were all just honest with each other with ourselves with god life would be different i heard somebody say one time that they um had gone to aa meetings and that they had found God there because people were honest and didn't have anything to hide. And I was like, man, the church ought to be more like that. Yeah. Well, know? that's interesting. Yeah. 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 Nobody had any airs about them. No, everybody was there for the same reason, which should be why we're there for church. Mm -hmm. And we've and all just, got past. Oh, we've yeah. All got junk. I mean, you may not talk yeah. about it, but everybody's got junk. I got junk from today earlier. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I got junk from yesterday. It's still. <laughs> I got junk from right now. <laughs> <laughs> but don't let your past continue to haunt you today. Because God is bigger than your past. And he loves you. And he wants to make all things new. Um, that's what I want you to hear today. I want mm -hmm. you to hear that your past is an important part of the story, but it's not the hero of the story. Jesus is the hero of your story. And he has redeemed you. He's called you by name. He loves you. He's got a plan and purpose for your life. And he's going to do great things when you open up your hands and say, whatever you want to do with this, Lord, you go right ahead. That's when he starts to work. And it's often through those painful experiences in our past that he speaks. So you've got thoughts about this. We would love to hear from you. You're always welcome to email us 
at girltalkatthelightfm.org. You can get on the Facebook page. We'd love to see Girlfriends of the Girl Talk podcast. And we'll see you next time we gather here around these microphones for the Girl Talk podcast. We love you.